Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles framework. Let's jump into today's episode. I'm pleased to introduce you to our guest, Dr. Lapita Hightower. She is the superintendent at Tallison Elementary School District in Tallison, Arizona. Lapita was recognized as superintendent of the year for the extraordinary work she's doing in her district. And today we'll have the opportunity to hear from her about the successes and key learnings over the course of her school district's continuous improvement journey. Lapita has served the district as superintendent for 12 years. Prior to that, she also served in the district as director of instructional support, curriculum director, as well as assistant superintendent. Before working in the district, she served as a principal, assistant principal, and teacher. She is a past president for and current board member of the Arizona Association of Latino Administrators and Superintendents. Lapita is known for being a very hands-on visible leader with great passion for the students in the districts she serves. And that is evident as we hear from Lapita today. So it's with great pleasure that I welcome Lapita to our show today. Welcome to our show. So glad to have you. Thank you so much, Janet. So let's start, if you would, tell us a little bit about your background and how your professional journey led you to tell. Absolutely. So I am an immigrant. I came to the United States in the seventh grade with dreams of being a classroom teacher. And uh, throughout my journey, I had a lot of supporters and believers and some naysayers. But I was able to accomplish the dream of becoming a teacher. And as I was teaching, I was asked to uh, mentor um, beginning teachers as an extra duty after school. And when I did that, I heard from a small number of teachers that would make comments such as, uh, these kids don't know anything, their parents don't care. And that was not my experience. So I wanted to coach and mentor and, and share that. But that's when I thought, well, what if I go back to school and receive an administrative degree, my master's, uh, what if I'm able to be an assistant principal and what if I'm able to influence some of the team that I work with um, to believe in all kids without exception. Um, and that's how that's how I got started into a school administration. And that was uh, 2002. And um, quickly I moved through being an assistant principal in one district, uh, opening principal for a brand new school. Uh, superintendent mm. trusted me to do that. <laughs> Oh wow! Um, what an experience! I know. No, I know it wasn't. It was an incredible experience to open a, a brand new school as a brand new um, baby principal, <laughs> brand new. Yeah. And then um, it evolved from there to um, always wanting to make a difference and yes. always wanting to do things um, to have a bigger impact. So every role that I had from then it was to have a big, bigger impact. And now for the last twelve, I've been superintendent for Towson Elementary. So, so interesting, um, you know, that, that you had an opportunity to start a school, right, and be that principal. I mean, so I know they had to have a lot of confidence in you, Lapita, if they allowed you to, to do that as one of your 
one of your first leadership uh, responsibilities? They did. Uh, Superintendent Hill uh, was definitely a believer in me and my leadership and uh, trusted me to, to start a brand new school. And initially, I was just thinking, hiring my teachers, mission, vision, and goals. And it was not like that. It was like, no, what's going to be the name of the school? What's the mascot? <laughs> what are the colors? What furniture do you want? The curriculum material. So it was pretty intense. But it was such an incredible opportunity to set the foundation of what we wanted for that school. And it ended up being named Sunset Vista. Oh. And, <laughs> and the group of educators that we had in um, that school was just absolutely extraordinary. And I still keep in touch with many of them. That's great. That's a great, great way to um, start leadership. And, um, you know, there's nothing like starting something from scratch. You'll always, always have your your mark on that. You know, your coach, um, Gail Juno Butler, um, first of all, she speaks so highly of you. I uh, love, love to connect with her in the stories. But, you know, she tells us you refer to Taliesin students as treasures. How was this term inspired and what, is that, what does that mean to you? Absolutely. So um, that's what they are, Janet. Our students are treasures. It is based on the Kids at Hope belief system in which we believe that every single and child are capable of success. No exceptions means no exceptions. The term treasures, it actually refers more to the assets that the students bring with them every day. But as someone's children and uh, those folks who are parents out there, they know these are your treasures. And that's the way that they should be uh, referred to and treated. And for me, it's very authentic and, and genuine in, in what I believe about our kids and definitely the best part of the of the work that we do. So that that's why I refer to them as, as such. Yeah, I love that. And um, you know, I I think um, sometimes when there's so much going on around us in the external environment, we can always connect back to our our students and and really understand why we do what we do. You know, I I know that that's a big part of what what you all do there, Lapita. Absolutely. And and I have the blessing of um, having five schools, so every week. I'm able to go and visit um, each school and it's strategic, especially with the work that we do with uh, student education. So it's very strategic to our uh, priority goals that we have and specifically uh, priority goal number one, which talks about is the instruction relevant and rigorous. So every week, Janet, when I go to the schools, my secretary places this incredible puzzle together so every week when I'm visiting classrooms, it's um, grade level cohorts. So I might be visiting mm. fifth through seventh or sixth through seventh or sixth through eighth each week. And then at each school, it's the same grade level. And then the puzzle comes in because I go mornings, middle of the day, oh. um, afternoon. And then just to see what the coherence and um, how that strategic uh, priority and that strategic uh, priority goal translate to a strategic plan. And I'm able to see if there's coherence. Um, so if in eighth grade uh, they're studying genetics, of course, it's going to be taught differently, but I'm able to see that connection. Oh, wow. There's, oh, there's yeah. genetics. Yeah, that cool, so. <laughs> yeah. So, so that is so neat, Levita. So, I mean, you're not just visiting and showing up, but you're really looking at the interconnections of what's going on in the classroom and able to engage very strategically and very with with great meaning. That is that is a that's that's spectacular. 
Thank you, Janet. And then in addition to that, I'm typically with a principal most of the time. Sometimes if they're not able to make it with me, I'm with the assistant principal or one of the instructional coaches. So then I can uh, turn to them and, and ask them the questions. If the instruction is not relevant or rigorous, according to our priority goal number one. So what are, you know, what are the glows and grows of the instruction and um, how are you going to have this dialogue and conversation with um, with the educator? And yeah. they're able to share that with me as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, and love love your uh, connection, you know, with uh, leaders and teachers and the students in those schools. Um, you know, I, I know you're involved in many leadership realms. So tell us about some of those positions and what you see and hope to accomplish. I know you're talking a little bit about your priority one there, but you know, what what are from a leadership perspective, what do you want to accomplish, Lapita? I'm very fortunate, Janet, to be supported by my governing board. Uh, we have an award-winning governing board, and they're very supportive of my involvement on many different boards and different organizations. So extremely supportive. One of the main reasons, Janet, is that um, my board this uh, term is not very diverse. It's all Hispanic board members. Mm -hmm. So nationally, um, board members don't look like my board. So it's yeah. about 1% of governing boards that are um, minority boards or, or um, all Hispanic. Really represents highly the, the demographics of our community with 82% um, Hispanic students. So they believe that my involvement in different boards brings this uh, different perspective um, for all children and also to keep in mind uh, the Latino students. All children, always, right? That's part of our mission. It's mm -hmm. ALL. So it's all children, but they also feel that as Hispanics, we have a, a perspective that needs to be shared as well and uh, uplifted mm -hmm. in, in the community of, of Arizona. So they, they're very supportive. So I'm a past president for Arizona School Administrators Association. I'm past president of Arizona Association of Latino Administrators Superintendents. I'm on the board for Grand Canyon University. I'm um, on the board for the Risk Liability Trust, and I asked to participate on advisory boards in many different areas. Most of the missions are very interrelated, which is providing the, the best leadership that we can have so we can have better student outcomes in all these entities and organizations. Um, so that's, that's my role, uh, to be able to, to provide uh, that perspective, mm -hmm. to be able to uplift in, um, our profession, and um, to be able to advocate, uh, to bring the best programs and opportunities for all students in, in the state. Yeah, and you know, what you're, what you're, what you're talking about, Lapita, is really important um, because, you know, we just, the question we were talking about before was really about your connection to the students in the classroom, staying connected there. And, you know, that you, is a role of a superintendent. And then the role that you're talking about now is your extension out, right, to, to your partners, community partners, to people where you can pave that pathway for students and making a difference um, within, with your, your communities. And, um, you know, sometimes we don't talk about that part enough, you know, as a superintendent. The superintendent's job is extremely versatile and agile. And, you know, I think what you're talking about now really reinforces, it's not just staying in the schools all the time, but it's really extending who you are into the community and providing leadership to others so that you're, you can connect and collaborate in a way that helps pave that path for your students. 
I th that that's really important and um and something you know just curious is that something that internally you said you know I need to do this this is something I know I need to do it's it's um it, it has a dual purpose so yes I, I do believe in that external development leadership um, but it's also part of my evaluation instrument okay. so my evaluation instrument it's a uh, it's a pretty intense evaluation instrument, Janet, but my board feels very strongly that that's probably one of the only instruments that does justice to the work of a superintendent. Mm -hmm. So it's based on uh, many different elements, uh, including instructional and strategic leadership, uh, cultural leadership, external development leadership, micropolitical leadership. So there's some very specific wow. pieces, managerial leadership, so they feel that both a micropolitical leadership and the external development uh, leadership is key because, yes, I'm able to share our experiences, but invariably, a lot of these entities, organizations, and partners want to help our students, want to help our districts. And if it's aligned to that mission, vision, and goals that we have, it's a great partnership. Yeah. Um, but it does, ha it does have to be mutually beneficial, and that it does have to be very aligned. Yeah. That's neat, and that's really uh, so that you're as you uh, talked about, you have a good a governing board that really provides that support and alignment for that as well. That's that's neat, Lapita. Thank you know, you. and I just want to say congratulations for being awarded the Arizona Superintendent of the Year, um, so well deserved, and uh, you know, just really know you're proud, and we're proud of of you for the work that you do. So. You know, just from your perspective, what sets you out as a difference maker? We know that you are. We see that. But, you know, at that to get that type of award and, you know, what's what's your platform for being that superintendent of the year? What do you want others to know? Um, Janet, more than anything, um, a superintendent's award, it's always an everyone's award. So culturally, I don't know that anything sets me apart or that I could be talking about okay, this is what makes me special, only in my mom's eyes, right? <laughs> and my parents. Yeah. But, but as an educator and a school administrator, it, it is definitely um, the team that we have and, and the belief system that we have. So something that makes us really proud in our district is that we haven't expelled a single treasurer in the last 12 years, and we've only had one long-term suspension. So I think that's definitely critical. So Believing in all kids without exception, they, it just can't be words. It has to have a lot of strategy behind it to support our, our students um, to be able to be engaged and to be able to thrive and, and to do well. So, I mean, that's that's a one uh, philosophy that we have in our district that makes us uh, work so closely together um, to provide opportunities for them to succeed, to have high expectations, and then to have a strategy when when our treasurers start testing us. And one of my board members was laughing, Janet. I said, "Our treasurers are testing us right now." <laughs> um, but it is it is a belief system that uh, takes a lot. Uh, we we say that if you have a number line from one to ten, we want folks to believe in all of our treasures at a ten, at a ten plus plus plus. And we always say that our kids don't need nines or 9.5s mm. because I want to know that that what you say um, it's real and that you yeah. mean it. Yeah. Yes. And you know, as you as you're talking about 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 the superintendent of the year, and you know, it's 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 not really about that award. It really is about who you who works around you and who really helps support kids in a particular way. And I know, you know, Lapita, with our work, 
over the years, um, it, that team, you know, the leader, the superintendent, the executive leader and the team that the superintendent builds. Um, and it's, it's so critical. I mean, it's so critical to really being able to provide your treasures and students with the, the best and their families, I'm sure, in terms of that connection as well. You know, you, you often speak to your relationship with uh, an organization, Kids at Hope. Um, what is the organization and how does that align um, with the work you're doing in the district? Uh, Kids at Hope is a nonprofit organization. Uh, it's based on a philosophical uh, framework on believing in all kids without exception, which I definitely do um, and always have. It is a philosophical belief that align well with our school district and the work that, that we were leading that I felt it was critical to partner with. In a school district, Janet, as you know, uh, there it's always better to involve all stakeholders mm -hmm. in um, any uh, strategic plan, in initiatives, in programs. Kids at Hope was something that I didn't use that process, which in my mind, I was like in a school system, how can, uh, how can people not believe in all kids without exception? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and and um, I, we do have so, so many believers. We've lost some folks uh, to the belief system, but we've also had many come back and return and say, you know, I was, I went to a, different district or a charter school and they didn't believe in all kids without exception. So I'm back because that's my belief system. So it's based on, on three tenets, believing in all kids without exception, connecting. So we say if you parent, guardian, family is always going to be that ace of hearts for, for students, mm -hmm. but students also need an ace of clubs or another caring adult in the school system. So there's a lot of strategy to determine if students have another caring adult in the school system, they also need the ace of um, diamonds or high expectations. And they also need, and I don't know, I don't play cards, Janet. Yeah. So the, other, the other ace is the uh, uh, opportunities for them to succeed. Um, so there's, there's a lot of strategy behind, behind the philosophy and the belief system. Um, but we are pretty uh, deeply uh, entrenched in those beliefs. And then uh, the third tenet is teaching kids, kids kids to time travel, not only for education and career, which schools talk a lot about that, but also hobbies and recreation and providing those opportunities as early as possible. Home and family, kind of home and family, do you, do, would you want to have? And then also um, community and service. How uh, do you want to be involved in your community and provide that service? And then providing those opportunities for kids as well. Yeah. So, and that, that, those tenants are um, embedded throughout your district, Lapita. I mean, throughout, you know, throughout every level of, with students. I mean, they, they have a good understanding of those, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. And then something that's so powerful in addition to that. So there's a lot of strategy in each school for those tenants. And, um, but then in addition to that, every morning, right after the Pledge of Allegiance, the students recite or proclaim the kids at hope pledge. Oh. And it is a daily yes. affirmation. And the yeah. daily affirmation talks about I'm a kid at hope. I'm smart. I'm talented. I'm capable of success. I have dreams for the future that I will climb to reach every day, no exception. And then most impactful, the adults raise their hands right after the Pledge of Allegiance, the students' kids at hope pledge, and they recite the treasure hunter pledge. 
And it goes something like this, Janet. So as an adult adult and a treasure hunter, I'm committed to search for the talent, for the skills, for the intelligence that exists in all children and youth, because I believe that you're capable of success, no exception. And that's impactful and that's powerful. I love being in the schools for being and hearing it. Yeah. How spectacular. Oh, my gosh. How how wonderful. And it's just hardwired in your system like that. You know, yes. Yes, yeah. and we have former students that refer back to the Kids at Hope Pledge that come back and share. Right now we have a former student, um, his name is Martin Moreno. He was uh, he graduated from Georgetown University and came mm-hmm. back and is working for the city of Phoenix right now, leading some of the programming for youth. And he facilitates the AARP Experience Matters program, which brings back retirees to work with our second graders. It's an incredible impact program. But he talks about that pledge, that promise, and how that supported him Mm -hmm. as he got older and as he went on to high school and then Georgetown University. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, that's what I was thinking. It never leaves them, right? It it will be, it'll be part of them for the rest of their life, for all of their life, right? I mean, how, how incredible. And with the, uh, you know, just the connection with the the staff, the teachers and the staff and the adults in that process as well. Um, Really incredible story. Um, so I'm going to close today with a with a fun question. Uh, how fantastic you got to meet President Biden. So I want to hear about that experience. And then if you would, you know, a little bit about about the president's take maybe on the bright spots or challenges in education. So just love to hear about that experience um, with your your uh, meeting in connection with President Biden. Well, thank you so much, Janet. And and the uh, meeting with uh, President Biden, it actually was not a meeting with me, um, Janet. He was in the in town uh, to visit a microchip company, but I was invited okay. to be part of that. But I can share with you some experiences. You were still that, with him, Lapita. <laughs> yes, yes, I can share with you so so some experiences with uh, different um, elected officials and presidents. So, qu- quick story: when I finished yep. my doctorate in two thousand nine. Um, President Obama presided over the Arizona State University graduation. So he was the president that shook my hand and said, congratulations, Dr. Hightower. (laughs) That's crazy. As an immigrant, right? As an immigrant, as as an immigrant to the United States, to this amazing country that uh, just believes so much in its people. It was just such a wonderful experience. And then in 2000, um, 15, I had a humbling recognition in um, the Senate building in Washington, D.C., in the Kennedy caucus room where President John F. Kennedy announced that he was going to run for president. So that's another connection. Oh, wow. Yeah. When I was a classroom teacher, I had the Secret Service in my classroom twice when George W. Bush was campaigning. Oh, my gosh. President. And um, Laura Bush came to my classroom. And that's how that's how I. That's how I actually ended up in administration because that's how one of the assistant superintendents that came looked at me and said, this young lady should help us mentor teachers, by the way. And then the the latest one, I don't know how I was invited to this event. (laughs) I did ask the White House and they didn't share. I said, how did I get invited to this event? Uh, But I am, um, I'm very happy to support any elected official that supports our students, Janet. Absolutely. And there's just so many politics within education. And I just wish that everyone just in a, in every political party just felt that um, they need to support 
students um, at the highest level and, and their success and what has made this country as amazing as it has is that it educates all without exception. So a person like me um, coming in in the seventh grade without speaking English could be having an interview with you, Janet, Yeah. Uh, because of the uh, programs and opportunities um, that they provide. Right now, what I'm really excited about President Biden's initiative is Universal Preschool. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'll see it in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, but I hope and dream that that I do. I'm a huge advocate for early childhood and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that, that is uh, an initiative that it's passed by part, in a bipartisan Me manner. Too. But but we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, that's a different it's a big difference maker. You know, I mean I'm with you, Lapita. That would be a that would be a, a great day for all of us if, if that occurs. Yeah, definitely. Well, so you know, um so I don't think I I never think things happen by chance. So your connection with uh getting to meet the people that you talked about, uh, there's gotta be some plan for you in the future. So I'm hoping I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, this is Justin. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe their stars are lining up for you to be uh, somebody who can politically lead us one day. <laughs> who knows? And it, people ask me that. And my friends say that, they say, please don't wish that on me. But <laughs> hey. also a moment of faith, right? So who knows what? Yeah. I'm going to send some good vibes your way because I would, uh, you're so, um, you know, I know we're kind of joking, but not joking, but, but you're exactly the kind of person we need to provide um, a good message to build connectivity with people um, and uh, build the kindness back into the work that we do. We we all, what you talked about in Kids of Hope, I mean, that's all about really building those connections with kids that last a lifetime. And uh, if we could all grab on to that and do the work that, that you and your team does, Lapita, will will be better, and we will we we will get there. I have great, I have great hope and faith that we will um, get to a place where we know that we're we're making a difference, and that our people know that. And that's 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 what I really am focusing on right now is how can we build build that back into build build the positive aspects of what we do back in our profession because people need people in our profession to help young people be at their best and you and your team are doing a great job at that. I thank you so much for our conversation today. I appreciate it, Janet. Thank you so much for that message as well. And, and for the work that you do with, uh, with student education and our uh, leader coach, Dr. Jono Butler, she's outstanding and such a big supporter of um, the work that happens in public schools and how we're able to progress monitor and be more strategic with it. So thank you. I am so appreciative of the time that I got to spend with Lapita today and with you all listening in to hear Lapita's story and the impact that she has had on our education profession. There's more to come for her and for the influence and the continued leadership that she will provide our profession. Uh, So looking forward to that continued work and so thankful for what she contributes to not only her school district, but to all of us as we cherish the profession that we're in. Just wanted to also let you all know we've got a free leadership webinar coming up and we'd love to see you there. The topic is coaching supervisors to drive performance. 
You'll have an opportunity to learn from a skilled central office leader on how to drive performance through the leadership of others. The webinar is scheduled for Tuesday, March 21st. As always, just sign up by going to studereducation.com slash events. We'd love to see you there. Love to hear from you and get your input on the information that we share and network together. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. Please share this episode with a friend or colleague and take a moment to follow and rate our podcast and Apple podcast. I always love to hear your thoughts. Your feedback is always valuable to us. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles framework so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.